1: The unsurpassed, profound, and wondrous dharma is rarely met with, even in a hundred thousand million kappas. Now I can see and hear it, accept and maintain it. May I unfold the meaning of the Tathagata's Good
2: morning, everyone. Good morning. Katie, can you hear me in the back?
3: I can
2: hear you, yeah. Jane, can you hear me? Great. Can people on Zoom hear me?
3: They're saying yes.
2: Oh, good. Welcome, everyone. Good morning. These are <laughs> strange times. But here we are, sitting together again. Wow. Hi. <laughs> it's uh, really nice to be in the same room
3: for some of us. This Ebenezer Lutheran Church.
2: I want to speak this morning about the Bodhisattva precepts and particularly about a text by Dogen called Kyoju Kaimon. Dogen, our 13th century founder of
3: this branch of Zen. Uh, And I spoke about this uh, earlier in the month, November 15th. It's on the website, podcast. And I'm going to be speaking about this text, oh, several times anyway, um, in the next month or two. So writing on, receiving the precepts, Bodhisattva precepts. Um, and I want to talk about
2: how we manifest these, pre- these ancient precepts for today. So there's a system of 16 precepts that actually Dogen created, although all of it is from material that's uh, available previously. And just to
3: briefly review what I said before, um, uh,
2: this text was uh, probably not put together by Dogen himself, but by his disciple, Koan Ejo. Dogen probably okayed it. Um, and Dogen's teachings and the precepts themselves were revived in the 1600s by a number of Soto teachers, including uh, one named Geshu Soko, 1618 to 1696. (laughs) There will not be a test, bless you. Um, And there's a writing from around 1900 by an important teacher for modern Soto Zen named Oka Sotan, not much longer writing which he comments on this text, including a previous commentary from the 1600s. So also to say that um, I think we tend to, here in our context, take the 10 grave precepts as most important guidelines for ethical conduct, and they are. But I think that uh, seeing them in The context of our Ten Commandments makes them seem the main point. For Soto Zen in Japan, historically and today, the main point of receiving these precepts, Jukai, which some of you have done, is um, to connect, to take refuge in Buddha and Buddha's lineage. So the three First, three of the 16 precepts is taking refuge in Buddha and Dharma and Sangha. And this is something that can be done over and over again. There's a large ceremony that's going to be happening next November in Los Angeles, sponsored by the Soto Shu, Soto School, and I'll let people know details uh it's going to be over a few days and it's a very elaborate ceremony for receiving the precepts uh the way we do it is the first time people receive the precepts they uh sew a braksu uh like what joshana is wearing and receive precepts and and a dharma name and lineage papers anyway um uh but the point of this is to
3: verify, to confirm, to express that we are all children of Buddha, that we are all connected to Buddha.
2: So uh, Geshu Soko uh, had a statement that later in this soto, this teacher from the beginning of the 20th century, was very important in Soto. Sent is the essence of the precepts. Geshu's verse was sentient beings receive the precepts and unite with all Buddhas. All Buddhas responding to the capacity of sentient beings
3: unite with them. Sentient beings and Buddhas are merged and then there is no inside or outside.
2: present, past, and future are themselves naturally complete. So this is the expression of coming home to Buddha, taking refuge in Buddha. All times, all spaces are complete. We can feel, at least some of the time, in Zazen, this wholeness, this completeness that is a function of reality. Of course, there's also the experience in zazen of seeing our own personal ancient twisted karma and having to uh, learn how to respond to that, not cause harm based on that to oneself or others anyway uh, so this is all a review of last of the last talk brief
3: review, and you can find the whole talk on
2: the podcast page of our website. But I want to talk now about this triple treasure, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, we say, the three jewels that we take refuge in. And there's um, three kinds of triple treasure. So the the kyojukai text says in the bottom of the second of two, the bottom of the first page, there's two pages. Dogen says, one should take refuge in Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. There are three kinds of virtue to the triple treasure. They are called the single-bodied triple treasure, the manifested triple treasure, and the maintained triple treasure. So, this morning I want to talk about the three aspects of Buddha Dharma Sangha, this threefold
3: triple treasure.
2: And just as a spoiler, uh, uh, we could see these three, for those of you who uh, know these funny Sanskrit words, as the Dharmakaya, the Nirmanakaya, and the Sambhogakaya, which is to say the reality body of Buddha, all of reality as Buddha the manifested
3: body of Buddha, which is to say, how do we, you know,
2: in these strange times, take care of and express Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, and then the um, maintained triple treasure, which is,
3: uh, what to say, uh, kind of the
2: uh, aspect of the spiritual aspect of the triple treasure that is supports us in the world. So, uh, going back to the text, to Dogen's text, or the Kyojima Kaiman text, it says about the single-body triple treasure, Anuttara Samyaksambodhi, Bodhi, complete, perfect awakening, it is called the Buddha treasure. Its purity and freedom from dust, or objects, is the Dharma treasure. The virtue of peace and harmony is the Sangha treasure. These are called the single-bodied, triple treasure. So when we see Buddha as the total awakening of all beings in all times, this is the way we can see Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. Again, the Buddha treasure is, in this context, purity and freedom.
3: From all dust objects. Oh, no, I'm sorry.
2: Complete. uh, That's the Dharma treasure. The Buddha treasure, from this point of view, of the ultimate single-body triple treasure, is complete perfect enlightenment, complete perfect awakening. It's the Buddha treasure. The Dharma treasure is
3: purity and freedom. From all dust, from all objects.
2: And the Sangha treasure, from the point of view of the single body triple treasure, is the virtue of peace and harmony. So Sangha, in this ultimate view, is about peace and harmony. So there will not be a test. <laughs> uh, so these, all these categories are ways of think, of uh, hearing about what our practice is. What is Buddha? What is Dharma? What is Sangha? But that's the first one of the of the threefold triple treasure. The single-bodied triple
3: treasure. The triple treasure as the total awakening of all beings. The manifest triple treasure, which is what I want to talk about
2: mostly today, is um well I'll read what Dogen says and then I'll say more realization of awakening of bodhi in his manifestation is called buddha treasure
3: so this is realization of awakening
2: right in our manifestation as human beings or the Buddha's manifestation incarnation as a human being that which is realized by the buddha in this manifested triple treasure, it is called the Dharma treasure.
3: What is it the Buddha realizes as a human
2: being, or as I don't know if the nirmanakaya could be a, non, a non-human being, um, a dog or a cat or a mountain or a river? But anyway, when it's manifested, the triple treasure, the triple treasure, what? the awakened one realizes is called the Dharma treasure. And the Sangha treasure, in in this manifested triple treasure, is learning the Buddha and Dharma, studying the Buddha and Dharma. So here we are manifesting in this room and in the Zoom room uh, and in our lives when we get up and go out into Chicago or wherever we are.
3: How do we manifest this Buddha Dharma Sangha? This is kind of in your face, Buddha. The Manakaya Buddha is the historical incarnated attainer of total awakening. That's the Manakaya
2: Buddha. And Dharma is that which is realized. What do we realize? What do we see? What do we understand? As um, for most of us, most of the time, human beings,
3: what do we realize? That's the Dharma. And then Sangha is uh,
2: all of us who are studying Buddha and Dharma in this place, in this time, in these strange times. So I'll come back to the manifested triple treasure. About the maintained triple treasure, Dogen says, edifying heavenly beings, edifying humans, appearing in the vast openness of space, of being, or appearing within the dust,
3: even, is Buddha. Buddha. So, for the maintained
2: triple treasure, Buddha is, uh, so the Sambhogakaya is called sometimes called transformation of beings. So, this is the, um, uh, maybe we can say esoteric, the spiritual transformation of beings. Is what this is what this triple treasure is about. So, again, Buddha is, the Buddha treasure is edifying heavenly beings, edifying humans identifying all beings, appearing in the vast openness of space or appearing within the dust, appearing in the phenomenal world. That's the Buddha treasure of the maintained triple treasure. The Dharma treasure of this maintained triple treasure is being changed into the ocean storehouse or sutras written on shells and leaves, edifying animate and inanimate beings. This is called the Dharma treasure. So from this transformational Buddha perspective, Dharma is everywhere.
3: It is uh, all of us, body and mind,
2: flowing into the ocean storehouse of the sutras, of the words of Buddhas, and seeing the words of Buddha, the words of awakening, the expressions of awakening, written on shells and leaves,
3: edifying, supporting animate
2: and inanimate beings. This is called the Dharma Treasure. Dogen talks about this a lot, and I've been talking about this a lot. How do we see, you know, uh, in our four bodhisattva vows, we chant, we will chant at the end, we say Dharma gates are boundless. We vow to enter them. So this is about the boundless Dharma gates. Entries to awakening,
3: in all the things of the world, in all the situations of the world, with friends, with family, with parents or children, with spouses, loved ones, how do we become and see the Dharma gates everywhere? Not just everywhere abstractly, but in each thing. Here, now. And then in this maintained triple
2: treasure, Dogen says, Believing all suffering and being free from the house of the three worlds is the Sangha treasure. So, in this, uh, we could say, transformational spiritual aspect of the three treasures. Sangha is about relieving suffering, relieving all
3: suffering, supporting each other and all beings to let go of suffering, to um, appreciate and listen to
2: and empathize with all the difficulties of our world, of our Friends and family, sangha members,
3: various sanghas, and to help relieve all this suffering, being free from the house of the three worlds.
2: Sometimes the three worlds is uh, refers to just past, present, and future. So being free from uh, regret for the past, fear of the future, discomfort in the present, (laughs) Uh, just letting go. This doesn't mean escaping away from this world. It means not being caught by it, being free. To feel the suffering of this body-mind, to feel the suffering of this planet and this country now not be caught by it, to continue to express awakening. And I'll come back to that. So that's the Sangha treasure in the maintained Triple Treasure.
3: The transformational
2: quality of the world and of Buddha Dharma Sangha. Dogen follows this by saying, in taking refuge in Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, one acquires the great precepts of all Buddhas. Buddha
3: is your teacher. So again,
2: in traditional Soto, the practice of these 16 precepts, historically and still in Japan, and really here, but we don't, We haven't uh, really understood this so well, I think. The point of taking the precepts and taking them again and again is just to
3: confirm, to appreciate that we are all children of Buddha, that we are all
2: connected to Buddha, that we are all expressions of Buddha. And that's true even if you, you know, are beset by your own personal karma, our personal problems. Even
3: if you are, feel caught by all the difficulties of the world now, we transform this. We support this. We relieve suffering.
2: We awaken all beings enter all Dharma gates through receiving these precepts, appreciating these precepts, whether or not you've taken done some formal ceremony about them. This is, in some ways, the essence of Zaza. So, again, there's the single body Buddha Dharma Sangha, which is Buddha Dharma Sangha as the reality of
3: everything, all beings, all entities. And then there's the manifested triple treasure. How
2: we each in our lives express this, manifest this, wisdom, this kindness in our lives, in our world. And then there's the maintained triple treasure, which is the transformational
3: quality. Kind of mysterious quality of Buddha Dharma Sangha. So there's a lot more to say about all of these.
2: And again, uh, there will not be a test, but uh, this is part of what is uh, uh, Dogen's com- <clears throat> two page commentary on taking refuge in Buddha,
3: Dhamma Sangha, and take, receiving the 16 precepts.
2: Can you still hear me back there? Good. Thank you. But I want to say a little bit more particularly about um, the manifested triple treasure. Or we could say the Nirmanakaya Buddha, the Buddha incarnated as a human being in history,
3: in Particular time and place. So Tolkien says about that a realization of Bodhi, of awakening, it
2: is, and its manifestation is called the Buddha treasure in, in a particular human's manifestation, the Buddha's historical manifestation. The Buddha is that. Is the Buddha treasure is just this realization of awakening of wholeness.
3: The Dharma treasure is that which is realized.
2: There's many descriptions of what the Buddha realized historically. What Shakyamuni Buddha realized This human being from northern India, what we now call northern India, 2,500 years ago. One description is the Flower Ornament Sutra, which we chant. Um, is it this next Friday, I think? Yes. Yeah, one Friday a month that Dylan and Jason have been reading, so uh, you're welcome to join on that online uh, on our, on our <coughs> Dragon, Ancient Dragon Zoom Zendo. And we're reading through this huge, <laughs> wild, magical uh, sutra or scripture, 1,600 pages or so. So we're, I don't know, maybe a third or a quarter of the way through. Um, how long? When did we start reading that? Just before COVID. Yeah, so through the pandemic, we've been reading that. Um, anyway, that's just one description of what the Buddha realized. So the manifestation, Triple Treasure says that the Dharma is that what is what was realized by Buddha. And in that particular description, um, you know, it's vast and 1600 pages is a, is a miniature of actually what he realized. And, um, but it's said that in Buddha's time, nobody could understand it. <laughs> so then he went and, and uh, simplified it and talked about the Four Noble Truths and many other things
3: for 40 years.
2: So again, there's many descriptions of what the Buddha realized, many ways of talking about that. The Eightfold Path, the Ten Paramitas, uh, and so forth.
3: And then studying this, learning about the Buddha and the Dharma, the teaching is the Sangha treasury in the Manifested Triple Treasure. So the Sangha is all those who study
2: about awakening. So whether you read, read uh, texts or just Satsaza, that is studying about Buddha. So uh, it seems to me that that manifestation body of Buddha is important. That's kind of where we all are on one level. We're we're also connected to transformational
3: and ultimate triple treasure. So how do we manifest Buddha in this world, in this time and place? We're
2: gathered here together, um, kind of assuming that the pandemic is lessening, although it's surging in some places and there's more variants and uh, it may be with us for the rest of our lives in some way. How do we adjust to that? That's the manifestation body of Sangha. How do we take care of all the challenges and difficulties each of us has in our own life, in our own ancient twisted karma, from beginning beginningless greed, spe- greed, hate, and delusion, born through body, speech, and mind?
3: This is the this is our Buddha work,
2: and it's not about you know uh, you know in, in early Buddhism they talked about Nirvana, which is um, technically Nirvana means cessation. It means just um, you become a Buddha when you die because <laughs> you can't be a Buddha alive. But in our practice tradition, Mahayana Bodhisattva tradition. We see the world of samsara, which includes our own ancient twisted karma, but it also includes all the difficulties in our world. And we see that liberation is right there. And it's not that we are going to fix these things, all of them, or maybe sometimes we solve some problems, but how do we uh, respond? How do we see... Liberation, right in the middle of the dust, as Telkin says, right in the middle of uh, greed, hate, and delusion, right in the middle of the ancient twisted karma of ourselves and our world, because it's the same. It's
3: not separate. So, you know, I want to talk
2: about Say something about this um, manifested triple treasure this triple treasure of Buddha Dharma Sangha in our lives in our world, well um, in terms of George Floyd and in terms of climate uh, breakdown that's those are you know part of what's happening in the world around us, so in our country we're Uh, struggling with the ancient twisted karma of slavery and racism
3: going back
2: uh, I guess it was 1610 the first slaves came to, African slaves were brought to Virginia. So it's 400 plus years. And of course, we're in the middle of uh, a huge
3: chaos about this.
2: You know, George Floyd was, was killed on videotape. We saw it. we saw his murder. And of course, since then, and long, long, long before then, there were lots of other lynchings, to put it that way. Maud Arbery, Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, uh, you know, the the names are on and on, Brianna Taylor, anyway. um, And so what do we do about that? How do we express Buddha in terms of that?
3: This is a huge challenge. There's not an easy answer.
2: There are some people and some politicians who want to erase the history of slavery and racism. Not allow it to be taught in, in uh, schools. Burn the books that talk about it. I mean, literally.
3: I'm not saying that. Yeah.
2: And then there's the uh, practice, which I would say is a Buddhist practice. We Look at the fox Co on not ignoring cause and effect of looking at that reality and seeing how it how it affects all of us, so we have a Friday morning uh discussion group after morning
3: Zazen that Dylan leads um looking at racism and anti racism and anyway um.
2: We, we may have many responses to this, and how to take care of people on all sides is a real question. Buddha nature is everywhere. So, I, I in talking about this, it's a challenge how to not condemn any person, but I'll talk about the reality of the systems of white supremacy. So that's a, that's ten whole dharma talks, but. I think it needs to be mentioned in terms of what is the manifested triple treasure of Buddha Dharma Sangha. And I also mentioned climate breakdown, so that's also happening all around us. This is a challenging world, maybe it's always been a challenging world. Dogen's time, a little before he was born, there were civil wars in Japan and dead bodies littering the streets of Kyoto always been difficulties but now we have mass extinction of species we have um, the possibility of changing the climate destruction by using alternative energy forms at the same time that we have the fossil fuel corporations spending millions to lobby to keep these destructive forms and to
3: spread disinformation about it um
2: previously climate denial now it's just climate despair you know there's nothing you can do about it so don't, you know don't even think about it or there's nothing we can do that's not true there's still lots we can do to make to make it to mitigate the damage fires extreme fires on the west coast I hear about from my friends there, hurricanes in the Gulf and the Atlantic. Anyway, uh, we all know about this, so I don't need to belabor it, uh, even though, again, that could be many Dharma talks. The point is, how do we see Buddha, Dharma, Sangha in these different modes? How do we see our practice operating in
3: these different modes? To see the wholeness of everything, a single, a single body, triple treasure. All
2: things in the universe are of, of this oneness, this wholeness of all beings. This, this Buddha quality, this awakening nature that is in everything.
3: On some level, that's... Um, The treasure of Zaza, you know,
2: that we can connect with, we can get some glimpse of, we can get some taste of this um, wholeness of the dharmakaya, of the single-body treasure. From that space, we can respond more effectively to the manifestations and the difficulties in our world. And then the transformational quality. So I've been talking about the manifest, manifesting Buddha Dharma Sangha, but the transformational
3: quality is um, again, edifying heavenly and human beings, appearing in the vast openness of, of being,
2: and appearing even within the problems, even within the difficulties in our own lives and in the world, Buddha is there. Buddha is is working at this. The Buddha work is to transform all of this. And, that, and that's beyond our ideas of fixing things or, you know, some solution. It's uh, deeper, much deeper. Uh, then the Dharma treasure again in the... Um, Uh, It's it's translated as the maintained triple treasure, but I might call it the transformational triple treasure. Dharma there is uh,
3: allowing ourselves to be changed into the ocean storehouse of the sutras, of the teachings,
2: as they are uh, written on shells and leaves, Dogen says as they are expressed in clouds and stars and rain and changing
3: leaves and falling leaves.
2: That's the transformational Dharma treasure. And then, here we are, Sangha. The transformational quality of that is relieving all the suffering. Free from the three worlds I started to say the three worlds is, is past, present and future. We can also say see the three worlds as um, the desire realm, which we're all mostly in, or most of the time, the realm in which we want stuff,
3: we want gratification.
2: Then the second of those three worlds is the uh, form realm where we can intensely feel all of the
3: events and forms
2: in our life. And then the unconstructed world. So that's another kind of three worlds in Buddhism. Anyway, um, the unconstructed world is that which is beyond all of this. But it, but uh, in the transformational triple treasure, they say that uh, that sangha, the sangha treasure, is to relieve all suffering and be free from the house of the three worlds. Again, that doesn't mean to check out and leave this planet. You know, billionaires are trying to do that. You know, taking spaceships to space stations in the moon, and other people try and do that in other ways, but just right here. How do we not get caught by all this stuff? How do we respond helpfully,
3: but not get overwhelmed? Not get overwhelmed. It's easy nowadays to be overwhelmed by
2: all the pain and suffering. But we don't have to do that. We can just face, the well, zazen helps us to face all the thoughts and feelings and all the
3: awarenesses and just be present so i could keep talking you know
2: i i sometimes um tell people who are going to be giving talks to not try and talk about too much <laughs> to keep a you know a narrow focus because you know uh, <laughs> Uh, It's in some ways more helpful to talk about something particular and specific. But actually, (laughs) I realized preparing for this talk that everything (laughs) is in each thing, as the Flower Ornament Sutra says. And so we have to talk about everything. (laughs) We can can, uh, emphasize particular parts of it. We can focus on a text like the Kyoju
3: Kaiman. Anyway, um, we can talk about getting free from personal. greed, Hate and Delusion. We can talk about... I only mentioned
2: two of the aspects of the problems of the world. How do we be free within all of that? And how do we realize that
3: everything is right here? Everything. All beings are with you as you sit, Sasa. It's unavoidable. It can be overwhelming.
2: But also, when we sit upright and just face the wall, face ourselves, we can do that. We can be here. It's okay. It's possible to be present in the world of everything with dignity,
3: with integrity with okay this is
2: this person here this confused greedy angry sometimes person here and yet here we are we don't have to run away from our lives so i could keep babbling but i think i want to hear what other people have to say so uh you know it's it's funny being in this room with all these with all of you and some of you I can't rec- d can't recognize behind the masks. <laughs> it's funny being in a room where we're all masked masked women. I didn't recognize Ashley and I had to ask her and she told me. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> What's that? that's me yeah ashley's right up there but
2: there's other people in this room who i don't recognize i can't don't know who you are because of because there's a mask in front of your face anyway and then there's the people on zoom so if anybody david would you let me know if people on zoom have comments responses questions and if you're in this room raise your hand and uh dylan can you help me spot people who have their hands raised so please comments Questions, responses, feel free. I actually do want to make
3: a motion. you that window. I'm freezing.
2: Yeah, it's cold in here. And there's a lot of... Can we, maybe we can close that too. I guess it's harder. Yeah. I, okay. What we have for ventilation? I think the rationale
3: is probably
2: that for COVID and
3: for yep. Yeah, so
2: for ventilation, we want to keep some windows open, but maybe we don't have to keep... So many windows, so wide open. I don't know. The balance between temperature and ventilation is. I agree
3: with
2: you Don't close them completely, Dylan. Thank you, Ashley. That that was an expression of the manifest triple treasure. Songha manifesting right here. <laughs> so, other comments or questions or responses. People at home on Zoom maybe aren't aren't so cold and aren't worrying about ventilation. Paul
3: well,
2: has a
4: good question. Paul, um, I, I you all hear me on Zoom. Well, I can, I can, yeah, I can hear you oh, very well. The mask is sort of muffled, makes it sort of as maybe muted. No, I think no, I, I'm not
2: maybe muted. Maybe it's our technology. I think it is.
4: Let's see, <laughs> That's strange. Can you hear me now? Can you help? Yes.
2: So this is a strange new experience.
4: Sorry, it continues. All right. So it's off. Can you hear me now? Um, Yay! Yeah, thank you, Good Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, us on Zoom land cannot see the people in the room, except for just for for uh, just for you, Tiger Son. So, right. so so we feel I, we, I feel a little isolated from you all. It would be nice if we could, if every, everybody could be somehow be seen at the same time not quite sure how to do that technically. Um, but um, um, it would, it would, I think, I think if, we, if we could figure out that, make, it would enhance the experience greatly if we could
2: Hold, hold on, out. Paul. I want to interrupt you. Um, yes, when we have a full-time permanent semi-permanent temple. There uh, are various technologies, like a screen on the wall where you can see us, and I can see you.
4: Anyway, I'd, I'd, as far as the triple treasure goes, as being a person that is more more attuned to the visual than the audio, um, I always liked the, the the painting of the circle, triangle, and and square as a as a depiction of the of the triple treasure. Uh, made it quite quite vividly clear to me that the function of the different parts. Anyway, um I think most people have seen that 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 drawing or seen versions of it. Um, I always felt I always felt a, a great um educational
3: leap by seeing that.
2: Yes, that's interesting. I have to, I have to think about circle, triangle, square how they correspond with each of these the circle would be the single body triple treasure the dharma kaya the triangle is that the is that our uh manifest incarnated maybe
4: well that's 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 the, the teaching that the, the, the oh, diamond, oh, te- the, the diamond teaching okay it's the rigid it's rigid a triangle is rigid it's as strong as that's like a diamond you know it's a it's oh, like a di- yeah. it's the diamond the okay and then and then the the square is very is is flexible. It's not rigid. It's not. A, it's, it's very flexible, like our lives. It 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 it's, it, it it can be it can be shaped, uh, moved easily.
2: So that's like sangha because we're sitting. Well, it's a rectangle in this room, but that's you know four sides. Okay.
4: That's that's yeah. that's that's the sangha. That's that's our our human life.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anything else,
4: Paul? Uh, just, just that I, I I'm. It'd be, it was so nice when we were all, were all on the same screen, and now we're on two different screens. It's, it's just, it's just, this is unfortunate. That's all.
2: Well, maybe we should just forget about sitting in person and just go back to Zoom. But I think well, that, there's people shaking their. No, no, heads I, think no. That,
4: I think it's great that you're sitting there. I think that's wonderful. I just, I'd like to be part of it more. But anyway.
2: Well, when we get a, 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 a full-time, long-term, permanent Zendo, we'll have a screen so that everybody can see everybody. But that's a ways away. <laughs> Other comments, questions, responses? Okay. Brian, did you have your hand up?
3: No.
2: Okay. Any, oh, yes, David Ray has his hand up.
3: So again, I, I would love to hear more about what, what being transformed into a sutra by him. Oh,
2: ah, you don't know about that, huh?
3: No.
2: Oh. So, um, Dharma gates are boundless. We've got to enter them.
3: Um,
2: I won't talk about the particular people in the room, but although I could. But, um, you know, for those of us in Chicago, going over to the lakeshore and looking
3: out over the lake, The lake
2: is a sutra. The lake is the teaching of the Buddha. Or walking in a forest and looking at the trees, appreciating the trees, meeting the trees. Yoshin, do you have particular
3: tree friends? Yes, I do. And I actually have a project of... Um, finding trees that are very unhappy and taking their picture. Oh. There's a way of witnessing Poor lot of unhappy trees in uh, the city.
2: Those are the ones that have the various diseases, tree diseases? No,
3: they're the ones that would put concrete on their roots. and. Oh.
2: <laughs> poor trees.
3: Various things. Yes, I do have trees that are friends. Thank you for the nice question.
2: But then... <laughs> Those trees are the ones that with con- with blocked by concrete, as well as the ones that are free and wild, are are teachings for us, are sutras for us. So yeah, seeing the world, seeing reality as a sutra, does that help, David? It helps. Okay, and you can do that with anything, and even with difficulties. And that's that's really challenging. That's advanced practice. How do we see the problems of this country as teachings? And how do we respond to those teachings?
3: Other comments, questions? David Weiner. Yeah. He said many, many things. Um...
2: I said everything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to put it in my own simple mind, of uh, some cohesion, uh, with it. And when we're talking about the three refuges.
2: Can they hear you on Zoom? Can you?
3: They're, they're nodding.
2: Oh good. Keep going David.
3: Okay. Um, Alright. And that would be that, and I take refuge in Buddha, <laughs> It's more like the concept of who Buddha was and, and his being. And take refuge in Dharma with the teaching he gave us. Oh Wait, the... wait,
2: wait, wait. Buddha is not a concept. Buddha is something deep in everything. It's also this particular person uh, who lived in 20, you know, 2,500 years ago. And it's other particular people. Dogen talks about Jaojo, Joshu, as an ancient Buddha. Well,
3: maybe another way I should say it instead of concept is reality.
2: Good. Yes. Reality, reality, reality. Good.
3: The idea of reality and that the Dharma is a way to be in touch with reality to help us leave our delusions and do that. And Sangha is a way that we practice that in our relationships with one another.
2: In space and time, yes.
3: That that be one way of expressing that. What you said in many, many words I'm trying to express in just a (laughs) few.
2: What you said was fine.
3: Other comments, responses?
2: I don't know if the Zoom people can hear this, the music coming into our room here.
0: We're, some hearing, know, some
2: we're yes. hearing Christmas carols. <laughs> we don't have our Mokokyo with you, so we don't have a little drummer with <laughs> <do anything>. you. <laughs> I can't see everyone in the back so well, but is anybody else? Comments, responses, questions? So, you know, another way to talk about all of this is to see that the the awakeness, awakened one, the awakening Buddha, and the Dharma, the, the teachings about that, and the Sangha, Our community, our cohesion, our gathering together about all that have many aspects, many ways of looking at it, many perspectives, many ways of uh,
3: helping and supporting the difficulties of the world and and of each of us.
2: So again it's not there's not going to be a test you don't have to remember all those all those all that stuff but just the sense that this world and this practice and this reality of awakening is elaborate and manifold
3: expressed in many ways and
2: Not only that, but if the way I just said it it was like it was out there. But each of us can take it on. Each of us can take refuge in Buddha Dharma Sangha, can uh, be the manifestation of Buddha Dharma Sangha. How do we support kindness and liberation
3: and equality and justice in this world?
2: And in all the worlds yeah david weiner again
3: sorry again when you say that it reminds me of something that's been happening for me recently and or just being a person who i am i have always thought myself when i was practicing Blackfoot native american shamanism that there was a circle of life and i was outside and i had to enter and i took that a little bit in buddhism and i practice here I was kind of outside and I would see myself as being part of the universe and reaching out to the universe and now what I've come to realize is that I already am in the universe that I don't step into it but that I'm part of it and I I
2: might have mentioned this to you about how I see tendrils coming out from me connecting to the universe but actually they're already connected, they're there We're we're all
3: part of Indra's net in that sense. And that to me is a, is a, a huge shift for me in the last few weeks, few months, is seeing myself that it's there, it's a matter of whether I access it or not. It's a matter of whether I stop and look and, and realize and have that access. And I think part of that is coming from my, my faculty work and doing, working with others and seeing them access out of their pain being able to access some sense of divinity some sense of joy some sense of of, uh, of greater reality than just the reality of being in bed and dying and uh i think that's a uh, part of it But it's just a, for me personally and i'm sure with all of you is that whole concept of we have the chance to access this anytime we want it's always there, and we are always part of it. It's just a matter of our being willing to act it.
2: Yeah, thank you. Good, good. Yeah, Buddha's is not
3: somewhere else. Buddha's is not up in
2: uh, some, you know, up in the Himalayas or out in California or up on some mountain or whatever. The Middle of some ocean, Buddha's right here, but we don't realize it. So, the point of taking refuge and turning to Buddha Dharma Sangha in all these different ways is to make that real in our lives. Yes, Ayo, did you have your hand up? I, I did Um, can
3: you say your name again? David. David. Okay. So, may I ask David a question? Sure. Okay, so David, when you talk about, um, it's something that I'm contemplating a lot these days. And then you mentioned that you're a chaplain, of which I am as well. And so I want to take the opportunity of this to connect with you on those, on those levels. So, and then ask you a question, sure. as, as you think about Andrew's neck. This is, um, in these challenging times, and by challenging, what I mean in these murderous times. Yes. Um, yes. I have just decided that I'm just going to embrace people as my relative. Hmm. Whether I know you or not, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what the background is, that you are my kin. Um, and this comes out of my contemplation on Interest Net. And my question to you is, what do you think about that? Do you feel that way? Do you not feel that way? How do you, how do you see me? How do you see the rest of us? Or, as you contemplate. Wait, what's your interest it's another way of saying that each jewel in the net is supposed to be reflecting and connecting to the other jewels in the net. And in that way, it's like my everyday life, I have to see that I am connected with somebody else. They are not separate. to go back to right attitude. Do I see myself as separate from the individual or are we interconnected? And so, very much so, it's like in Drew's net that we are all, for me, speaking for, for myself, that we are all connected. Including some of the people in the world who I don't like so much, like Donald Trump. And what I have to remember is that he's in a state of delusion that he is part of the net. He is not separate from the net. And that's what I have to realize. And I have to focus on... Uh, on my letting go of the poison of hatred and have one of acceptance and and, and care for everybody in this mess. And there are parts of me that are like Donald Trump in a way. You know I do I do something that i quite say uh nice <laughs> at times, but I have to be able to step back and access that part of me that sees my, that sees me as part of the net, and that everyone is in a net and I am related to everyone. Interconnected to everyone. Not not just related, not like my cousin over there, but I am interconnected to that person. Mm-hmm. I'll just say a
2: little bit following up on your question, I um this is one of the big challenges because we do see uh people or institutions, whatever in the world that are causing horrible damage that are really vicious. I'm sorry to say that. And you know, as David indicated, to make any particular person, you know. There's lots of examples. The three guys who killed Armand Armor for example, viciously, uh, who, were fought, who were found guilty, thankfully. But um, to make to make any particular person a demon is, or a devil or whatever, doesn't help. There, there's a, a, a very strong um, delusion machine <laughs> in our world, so. How do, we, how do we see that we are connected? But also, it doesn't mean I have to, you know, not speak out about the, about the systems of injustice. Anyway, I don't know if that helps. I, it's, it's a real struggle. And this time of year, a lot of people ask me what to do about it because they have to go and see family members who, uh, whose opinions they don't like. It's a difficult time. I don't know. Do you have anything further to say about this, Ayo? No,
3: no, no. I just, I, I just found that, enough. I'm, I'm here to um, be part of the community. David's sharing was an opportunity for me to, to manifest. Good, right? And so, no, I don't have anything else to say. I appreciate that. Opportunity.
2: And just to say that we have many, quite a few people in our sangha who are chaplains. I'm not sure if. Anybody else is here? Uh, well, Katie does something similar, I think, in terms of taking care of people. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, but we have, we have uh, a number of professional chaplains in our Sangha, so that's a wonderful uh, Bodhisattva practice. Brian, do you have a comment?
0: Yeah, just to add to the interconnectedness discussion, um, my understanding of dependent arising and emptiness informs my understanding of of this. And one way I think of interconnectedness, or you could say the metaphor of inter net, is that in every moment, the way I am being affects how you all are being. And similarly, how you all are being is affecting how I am being. And there's been a traditional two different interpretations of dependent arising, many lifetimes of actual bodies or moment to moment. And I think it's very useful to think of it as moment to moment because to use an example, if someone is angry with me, if I respond in anger, I'm helping to create a reality in the moment interconnected with but to quote the Dhammapada, if you respond to hatred with non-hatred, you can, dependent in a, the way of dependent arising, change that very moment through your response. And another aspect of dependent arising, the emptiness perspective, you know one of the ways it's understood is that nothing exists inherently. So Donald Trump is not inherently evil, just as, you know, none of us are inherently good, evil, or anything else. We are constantly in a process of change, but dependently caused change by all of our contexts, all of our surroundings. You know, the fact that we sit in silence and respectfully and all these are factors that we can use to change who we are in the moment. This is the transformation body. We are always potential. And if I, to use that same example, if I respond to someone being angry with me with by hitting them, you know, I've now transformed my basic pure awareness into angry being, which transforms the moment into just more anger. Uh, But if I see this person as angry, not as an inherently angry being, but as emptiness, this means that there's potential for them to change and potential for me to change based on my response in that moment. And so there's the interconnectedness right there. We always have the ability to change the world, essentially, through how we are, And through the awareness practice that we do here, being better and better at being aware of how the world is affecting us, gives us that potential for choice and for change. So that's sort of my...
2: Thank you, Brian. Yeah, you were talking about that, you know, in a way the transformational triple treasure. And yes, we each have a opportunity and responsibility to act in a way that's helpful and that can help transform. And also, um, I heard a a talk by um, someone recently on one of the Zoom things about how institutions don't have consciousness, or I could say institutions don't have Buddha nature. So we also can, not just personally, individually, but that and also how do we respond to systemic contexts of Suffering. So anyway, it's all complicated, but
3: being together is the kind of
2: matrix from which Buddha Dharma Sangha are realized in all these different ways. So, um, thank you all. Unless there's somebody else who has a uh, something they really want to say on Zoom or here, maybe we'll go into service now. Any any last comments? And maybe I'll make just one announcement before we do our service, which is that next Sunday, uh, our lay interested teacher Douglas is going to be leading our Rohatsu Buddhist Enlightenment event, which will be a one day sitting here in this room. Um, and people can be here in person or can sit all day on Zoom and be part of that. And also, people can, uh, uh, come to uh, Zoom Zendo for the period of Zazen before and for the Dharma talk as usual. So people can access that through Zoom. So, but, that, anything? But
1: not in person, is that correct?
2: Uh, Douglas, can people come just for the Dharma talk in person? Maybe, maybe.
1: Yes, we'll. People will, <clears throat> I guess um, that's possible. I'm not sure how many people we'll have room for right now. But, yes,
2: yeah, and we're going to have to uh look at right now, actually last weekend this week, we had a full room, <laughs> which is wonderful, but um we're, we're going to have to think about how we can um if if we you know whether we have people sitting out in the hall on chairs or what, if there're more than a, more than people than fit in the room, so anyway, that's something we'll look at, but uh, thank you. <coughs> So, you can email info at ancientdragon.org if you have questions about this sitting next Sunday. So, we're going to do service now, um, the Mata Sutta. So, um, maybe if everyone could just rise and we'll begin the service. Okay.
3: Thank you.
2: Or if you want to do prosations on like your questions.
3: Again, just the co it will chant.
1: All my ancient twisted karma, from beginningless greed, hate, and delusion, born through body, speech, and mind, I now fully avow. All my ancient twisted karma, from beginningless greed, hate, and delusion, Have you <clears throat> <laughs> strenuous upright and sincere without pride easily contented and joyous let not one not be submerged by the things of the world let one not take upon oneself the burden of riches let one's senses be controlled let one be wise but not puffed up and let one not desire great possessions even for one's family let one do nothing that is mean or that the wise would reprove may all beings be happy May they be joyous and live in safety, all living beings, whether weak or strong, in high or middle, or low realms of existence, small or great, visible or invisible, near or far, born or to be born. May all beings be happy. Let no one deceive another, nor despise any being in any state. Let none by anger or hatred wish harm to another. Even as a mother, at the risk of her life, watches over and protects her only child, so with the boundless mind should one cherish all living things, suffusing love over the entire world, above, below, and all around without limit. So let one cultivate an infinite goodwill toward the whole world, standing or walking, sitting or lying down, during all one's waking hours, let one practice the way of gratitude, not holding to fixed views, endowed with insight, free from sense-appetites, one who achieves the way will be freed from the duality of birth and death. May all awakened beings extend with true compassion their luminous mirror wisdom. With full awareness, we have chanted the metta We dedicate this merit to... Our original ancestor in India, great teacher, Shakyamuni Buddha. Our first woman ancestor, great teacher, Mahaprajapati. Our first ancestor in China, great teacher, Bodhidharma. Our first ancestor in Japan, great teacher, Eihei Dogen. Our first ancestor in America, great teacher, Shokaku Shunryu. A perfect wisdom, Bodhisattva Shri, <clears throat> And to the well-being of all those afflicted with ills, and to peace pervading for all peoples of the world, gratefully we offer this for two to all beings.